When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blue Talks. Hey everybody, it is Corey Fourier and we are live with a brand new, like brand, like baby new, brand spanking new uh, platform and show. Uh, so brand new show within the Blue Talks realm. We decided to add a new virtual stage for Blue Talks called the Army of Love. And I have to say where this name came from, because I like giving credit, as people know, to people that came up with stuff. Uh, so Rosalind Fung, for those who know who Rosalind is, uh, we were doing a call with Rosalind and she said, the way I see Blue Talks is Blue Talks is almost like an army of love. And I was like, boom, there it is. That's that's what I've been looking for. Like, that's kind of the name. And and I'm sure it'll be something else, like maybe a book series or something down the road. But for now, uh, it's a new event. And it, we thought it made sense uh, for Shelly, who's my partner in life and in crime. We thought it made sense if the event's called Army of Love for us to co-host the event together, at least for the beginning. And then we'll see what happens after that. Maybe it'll become like a, a army of spiritual love later and might be Shelly and another co-host or something, but we'll worry about that day when it comes. So having said that, that's a bit of an introduction. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of an introduction around Blue Talks because I think most of you tuning in will know about Blue Talks. I would rather give our guests time than me focus on that because we also have quite a bit of time today to focus on Blue Talks and talk about what Blue Talks is. Uh, but you know, again, Corey Poirier, uh, founder of Blue Talks, just wanting to uh, kick this off today. Uh, Shelly, I don't know if you want to say anything before we start talking to our guests, if you want to. Hi, everyone. It's Shelly, and welcome to Army of Love. <laughs> it's uh, pretty exciting to start this journey. Um, and yeah, Rosalind helped us kind of come up with the idea. Um, we were talking about that it's like a community, like a family, and and then she was like, it's kind of like an army of love. So um, yeah, kudos to uh, Rosalind for helping us come up with that, and we'll just uh, run with it and take it from there. So yeah, welcome. Awesome, and we uh, I will say that uh, even though we say we'll run with it and take it from there, we did tell Ros we did say to Rosalind. Are you okay with us using that? <laughs> you know, and, and I say that, I mean, it's not like it's like, you know, it's not like it's a name that's trademarked or copyright. She just said, hey, you guys are like an army of love. But I do always feel it's important for people to be in the loop. Like, I don't think a person should just say, I love that name. So let's just take it and run with it. Like we actually said to Rosalind in real time. Are you cool with that? So I just want to put that out there. Uh, so having said that, we have another blooster with us today that I want to bring right on. Uh, welcome and introduce to everybody. And so Lisa Stamper, so excited to have you as the very first guest ever. You're like the, the kickoff, uh, you're like the headliner kickoff uh, guest <laughs> of Blue Tox Army of Love. Lisa, where we usually like to start, and this has been the way we've done it with the show for the longest time, any of our shows, is to get the guests to tell us a little bit about themselves rather than me reading a bio that 
feels inauthentic because I'm probably missing some of the words. And I always, you know, I always think, why do we do that? Like people read a bio and I'm saying the name where you are this place where you were born and I'm saying it wrong because I don't know what the place is. I've never heard of it. And all of a sudden it, it misrepresents you. It makes it look like, well, you're the MC, but you don't even know the name of the place. And so I just never, I just never felt that seemed authentic because people know that the bio you either was sent in or you asked the person, can you send us your bio? So I like to get the guests to tell us about, about themselves. So Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about who Lisa Stamper is? I love that. Thank you so much, Corey, for having me. Hello, Shelly. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to be a headliner for you. So I am an angel intuitive and a life and business coach. I'm a healer. I've had the privilege of being a best-selling author with Corey before and once before with somebody else. I'm an international speaker, spiritual teacher. I'm also a founder. I have tons of like um, spiritual courses to help to deepen your intuition, to touch into that deeper magic of life. I also have a monthly membership to help people tap into their inner power, manifest within a secret circle and deepen their intuition so they can live a thriving, free, rich, freedom-filled life in alignment with their soul. That's really what I'm all about. And it, it, I just want to say it is from the deepest truth of my heart and intention to lead with love and serve the greater good, helping humanity to heal, to evolve, to ascend, and remember who they really are, right? Like a spiritual being having a human experience and how we can use our abilities and our innate power to um, create the life that we want and to use our God-given gifts or universe-given gifts, whatever you want to say, and how to do it with the most joy and abundance and love and light. I, I just love helping people realize their unique life purpose and, and their um, potential as well. I just, I love it so much. I feel so grateful. So I thought it was really interesting. I was really excited when I saw that it was called Army of Love because I literally signed my emails um, as always. Uh, uh, be the light lead with love. Mm. That's what I always say. So I just, I thought it was very fitting. I love it so much. Well, and I, and I love you talk about lead with love. I, 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 I said one time on a Facebook post and I still believe this to be true. And of course you can argue cause I, you can argue it depending on what your definition of love is and what definition you use. But I, I said that, and I believe this to be true. The answer is always love. And so what, when I originally said it, I said, the answer is always love me. And what I meant was the answer to any problem is always love. But I had people come back and start debating whether it is. And of course, it depends on what term you use for love, like how you're defining it. But then I, I changed it and somebody got mad at me. I changed it to the answer is almost always love. And then I had people well, actually more than one say, no, Corey, it is always love. So I should have stuck with my original because yeah. I do believe that to be the case. Like if you look at Gandhi and the way he lived his life, he lived his life in love. And I mean how could you argue the idea of like, he went to the point where even when people before he got killed, when people tried to shoot at him, he still showed them love. Yes. I mean, it's how can you go wrong when you're doing well, it's that? So interesting that you say that too, because this next book that I did write for you guys in the chapter is um, lead with love. And it's all about how my father was killed and how I was 
give it, I don't want to give it all away, but like how I was given instructions to go and then essentially love the man who was responsible for it. So it's like, you can't make this stuff up. Like it's so wild, but it's so true. And I was actually talking to my mom last night about how my one nephew's acting up and I was getting very frustrated. And she goes, well, Lisa, you know what that means? And I was like, what? She goes, that means he just needs more love. And I'm like, oh, duh, I teach this stuff. Like, <laughs> of course, that's what it means. Well, and Shelly, I'll let you perhaps share this, but you brought it up the other day was the um, the Wayne Dyer story about his father. Like mm. I talked about whenever, because Lisa just said about, you know, essentially half, having to love when it's hard to love. And yeah. I don't know if you want to share the Wayne Dyer story, if you want me to. Um, I can share it, but I do actually first have a question before we leave from there. Who was the person who taught you to learn to love the person? who it like killed your father oh the universe my spiritual team I'm super in line I'm super in line with that and that so I literally got on my knees every day because I didn't know how I was going to go on living and that was my whole life has been led as as I evolved and as I healed then my whole life has been led from spirit and from intuitive guidance and spiritual guidance so that's what led me to that Okay. I was going to say, if it was a person, then they'd be quite a mentor if they taught you that. So, um, but yeah, the Wayne Dyer is, um, Wayne Dyer was in recovery and I am as well with addiction. And um, so his father, um, he had a very strenuous relationship with him and his father died and he was actually going there to piss on his grave. And out of anger and when he got there um he just kind of broke down and he realized um that resentment is not going to get him anywhere in life and and he forgave him and i think it was iran was it the what's the erogenous his first book oh um erogenous i'm pretty sure he wrote that right after this experience um and yeah like he's he wrote a lot about it and it's kind of crazy the way that you talk to as well um in in recovery we do talk a lot about resentments um and we actually have to write them out and especially like all the people that we hold the resentments for and then we also have to write our part in it and one of them is, is to pray every day for that person. Oh, wow. And so it almost somewhat sounds like what you did. And the more that you pray for that person, and then the more you learn to forgive. And uh, one thing that's helped me, and I'll just share this as well along my journey, is hurt people hurt people right? Like lots of times, if we look into the people's past, there's something there that caused them to hurt us or others, right? Um, so yeah, when I was dealing with some of my resentments, um, that was something even that helped me along my journey. So but yeah, I'm sure that must have been very hard for you to make. Yeah, to forgive, right? How old were you when that happened? It was just um, four years ago. So oh, wow. I was like late 30s, but yes. Um, yeah, it's, but literally what I was mentioning is it, 
my whole spiritual journey because I came also from addiction and hard and I was able to come through recovery. I actually did recovery through um, Codependence Guide to the 12 Steps with Melody Beattie. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And so that laid this whole foundation. And that's essentially what I really teach people. I also have this signature course that I have. And it takes people through a whole year of learning how to live in your spiritual foundation in alignment with truth, with higher guidance, with all of those things. So honestly, that um, is part of what I wrote in, in the chapter as well. Like I was so thankful for that foundation because that would have taken me out. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And foundation is key, right? I mean, without the foundation, you can't build the house, right? We can't grow any further without that strong foundation. So that is definitely key. Well, I'll ask, or I'll say, I'll ask and add, but uh, I'll also add to that what Shelly mentioned about the Wayne Dyer story. Uh, One of the things that I thought was so powerful about that is uh, the other added part to it that stuck out to me is he drove, I think, like three hours, four hours. He didn't know who his father was, I believe it was, and he found out. And then I think that was it, or he didn't know his father at all, but his father, um, yeah, I won't go into all the. I won't, yeah, I won't go into all the details of the, the the challenges that he had with his father and all that stuff, but he drove hours once he found out where he was at, and the whole intention was, I'm going to pee on his grave. And then he got almost to the grave. I think it was like within 40 feet, and then said, what am I doing? And then turned around, and then drove an hour again the opposite way, and then said, what am I doing? And drove back again, and ultimately went to pee in the grave again, and then broke down, kneeled on the grave, and cried, and forgave his father for hours. And that basically is, he, I think he said, is the most defining moment in his life. That That's when he became Wayne Dyer from whoever. Wow. That so that's to me, I just want to add that part because like the, the idea that he fought with it so much, like he still wasn't sure what he was going to do and he was still fighting it. And so it was, it was an inner battle, really. But I'm so glad that he did it because, you know, Wayne Dyer, I mean, if you read his writings, if you, and I've talked to his children, I mean, he was exactly who they, they said, um, I know a couple of authors who spent a lot of time on tour with him and he was a person that truly loved unconditionally. And who's, who's to say if that would have happened if he didn't forgive his father that day. Oh, I love that. I have goosebumps. So it's, I mean, it's a powerful story. And so uh, Lisa, I guess uh, diving a bit further down your path, can we talk a little bit about the work that you do with people? Like how do you essentially work with people, help people? What does that look like? So what that looks like is we, dive in deeper. I really am able to connect with people on a soul level. And we do that with bringing in. So on my spiritual journey, I learned that I was highly intuitive and then I connect with angels and um, highly evolved beings of light. So that's what we do. We go into, it's not really a trance. It's more like a meditation and we connect on a soul level and we find out soul purpose, soul path and the exact steps how to get there. So then they can really leave feeling full of um, fulfillment and freedom and fun because truly that's what we're supposed to do, right? Where we're, and we're in this transition of a lot of people that I'm working with are wanting to move out of the push, force, struggle, strive, patriarchal, lack, scarcity paradigm and move into this 
divine feminine, divine masculine balance, bringing both of those together and living a life of not working as much, but still making great money and doing things that they love that are filling them up. Like they're so done with seeing their, you know, loved ones work and work themselves to the bone and then saying that they'll do everything when they retire, but they pass on before they retire or right. Like, so that is so done. So we're teaching people really how to live in that freedom. And the how, like I said, is every single time we tap in, we tune into soul, we tune into guidance and we see what is meant to come forth, what is meant to heal, what is meant to be um, forgiven or let go of what is the exact next step. So it's really customized for each person. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I love that because you really have, I'll say it this way. I feel you really have it dialed in how you help people. And the reason I say that, uh, just to put it in perspective, Lisa, is that we hear so many people talk about like, what do you want in life? Well, I want to, I, I want to be happier or what, what do you help people do? And this is the big one to me that I think is a struggle is what do you help people do? Oh, I help people become happier and make more money. Well, yeah. I mean, it's so general that it's at the end of the day, it's like, here's my thing is if I want to help you help people achieve that, how do I refer them? Because it's hard for me to really explain what you do in a way that they'll go, wow, I need that. Because in their head, they're like, yeah, well, everybody, everybody's wants to be happy. Everybody tries to make people happy. It's like, almost like saying, what do you do for a living? I'm a coach. Okay. What do you coach right. on? I coach people on more abundance. Okay, but I need more than that because I need to know yeah. what makes you different from the million other coaches that do that. So I love that you're really dialed in to what you do and how it's different than other people. Thank you. I love it a lot. It took me a long time to be able to accept that because I was so different from so many other people. But I realized that that is actually what helps to serve people because and that's why people get such big results, because when you work with spirit, they know the whole picture. They want us to be happy and thriving. They know our whole divine blueprint. They know our whole purpose. They know everything, all the lessons. So then it just opens up this whole new doorway. And it's just, it's so, I feel so honored to do this work. I really do. It's absolutely incredible. So how long does people usually work with you? Like, is it like, could somebody come for one session and maybe get something or is it, you know, like, yeah, so I do have individual sessions. However, they are sold out. They always sell out within 24 hours. I have people that they can sign up for a VIP waitlist and they, they get the first crack at them when they get released. I am releasing some soon. I just did um, a, a couple months ago and they always sell out so fast. So they can have an individual session. I have three month packages available for people. And then I have a one year container. I also have this monthly membership that I am loving. It's so incredible. We come together in sacred circle once a month. And right now there's 37 people there. And when we teach them literally how to manifest. And when I said we, I mean like our spirit, um, I'm just the channeler, right? So um, yeah, and it's it's really amazing. So we've worked with like releasing and removing obstacles and working with abundance and attracting and, and healing. And whenever you do something in a group of people, whenever two or more people come together, it exponentially 
um, exacerbates or quickens the energy, you jump timelines, right? I never used to know what people meant when they said that, but that's literally what it does. So then it gets all this forward momentum because you're coming together with all these people who are doing the same thing. So then your power is even stronger and it's just so incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. I used, when I was in Alberta, I used to go, uh, the lady that I was taught Reiki from, um, my Reiki master, um, she used to have like a monthly get together with all of her students. And it was just amazing. Like if we were holding hands or um, sometimes we used to even get in a circle and then one person would be in the middle and then everybody else on the outside. And then sometimes, and then, and then sometimes even chant. The person, I remember she would ask, if you were to sing your name, how would it sound? And then the person would say it. And then the people on the outside would chant the name. And you would just be like full of goosebumps. Like it was incredible, the energy. And then I remember, because it was like you hold one hand this way and then it goes out. So it would just flow in a circle. And it was just, so yeah, uh, more than one person, the energy just. It's so wild. And I love it because... Now, I love that you were able to do in person, but because of COVID, we had to do online. But that's what I also love about this, because we literally have members from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Like It doesn't matter where you are. You can all come together. And even people who can't make the live times, because we do have some people who are overseas and such, mm -hmm. they can watch the replay. And it's just as powerful. Like, yeah. it's all just as powerful. It's so amazing. I also have some digital courses as well. I actually have another thing in the works. I always let everything, I always let spirit lead everything. And they're asking me right now to make something called the Academy of Ascension, just to help people through this time to up level, to remember who they truly are, that there's way more to life than just this mundane stuff, that there's magic and miracles meant for everybody. Magic and miracles yeah that's awesome it's it's amazing well let me uh, uh so something i wanted i decided uh, just today i was going to do like I, I decided actually just a couple hours ago at most but uh what i do every day is i uh, i started this i picked this up um the late bob proctor <clears throat> a lot of people know that he read from think and grow rich every day for 57 years without fail i've been about five to seven days right now. So I, I decided to start doing it. I will start somewhere. At some point he was at five or seven days too, right? Uh, but I opened it up and read a part from the book or grab a part from the book. And what I decided I want to do for this event is just grab a tiny part from the book. And I'd love to get your take on it, Lisa, if that's cool. Love with you. That. Uh, I love that. Five to seven days and he read it for 57 years. I did that purpose. Oh, I thought that too. I brought that up too. I was going to say, that was kind of uh, quite coincidental. Uh, but, uh, and I will say for people that don't know, this is what Trink and Grow Rich originally looked like. Because I don't like, uh, they've done so many editions of it since then. So this is the original one. Now, having said that, I'm just going to read like a sentence or something. Because I don't want to, you know, sit there and read a book. It's not like, a, what do you call it? Uh, we're not doing a book reading, but I was going to think of the other word, book like club. book club or something. Um, but let me see here. Uh, I'll start right here. I was going to, okay, that doesn't make sense. Um, I was going to start there, but then it's it, like, it's just him pointing out something. It's not really something. Uh, so I got to tell you something funny. They told me to pull a card before we went on the call. So I feel like we're supposed to talk about that too after. Like you can't oh, make this. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's, here I found one. It's all in the same section anyway, but 
Money is as shy and elusive as the old-time maiden. It must be wooed and won by methods not unlike those used by a determined lover in pursuit of the girl of his choice. And this is the section on uh, persistence. So, you know, you have to persist to get what you want type thing. So what does that mean to you? Does that mean anything to you? Well, or does that mean why I'm smiling is because I do a TikTok. I do a message of the day for people. And guys, oh my God. The message from Saturday was persistence. I'm not kidding. You cannot make this stuff up. It blows my mind. This happens all the times in my readings or in my sessions with people too. Like it's so wild, but yes, we need to persist. We must persist because we have been conditioned and brought up in a society and or culturally or whatever generationally of lack we literally have to deprogram those um, beliefs that we chose to believe from our parents or from school or from society or whatever. And then we have to reprogram, remember who we are, essentially, and then be consistent. This is what the difference between somebody who's going to make it, somebody who's going to change somebody who's going to affect that great abundance and wealth. The, um, they literally had me write this down last night. They said birthright abundance that we are meant to have is somebody who is consistent and persistent. While Bob Proctor is the perfect example. Corey Poirier is the perfect example. Shelly's the perfect example. If you keep doing what you are guided to do and if you keep aligning with that frequency of energy, of course, you're going to meet that match, right? It's becoming an energetic match. How's that? Oh, so powerful. I love it. And so you said uh, you were told to draw a card for us as well. Oh my gosh. So this is so crazy. So this is from, and who knew that you were going to talk about money? I had no idea. Money and the law of attraction cards is the deck that they told me to get. So crazy. So it's, I am becoming more aware of my feelings about money. So listen to this. Many people protest when we explain the power of telling the story of their finances as they want it to be rather than what it is because they believe that they should be factual about what is happening. But if you continue to look at Lactville, what is and speak of what is, you will not find the improvement of what you desire because you're aligning with that lack still. If you want to affect substantial change in your life experience, you must think thoughts that feel different as you think them. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think that feelings definitely have to relate to our thoughts. Um, when you say that, it makes me think of a vision board. Um, there's even in my past, there's some things that I've actually put on my vision board. And my thought is that that's what I want, but my feelings were different. Either it was that I felt like I didn't deserve it I, maybe my feeling was, I knew that that's not even what I wanted. Maybe it's what society expects of me. Um, but yeah, like there's such a correlation between those feelings and those thoughts. Yeah. And I think what they were trying to drive home with that is um, 
because what you can actually like our brains are, I love science. I'm this big science geek, but like this big spiritual person as well. Our brains are, well, we know they're, they have neuroplasticity. So we can actually retrain our brains. So I love that you said vision board because I had COVID recently and I couldn't do anything else. So I literally just made myself like a new bit vision board. Like you can't make it up. And every vision board that I've created has come true because that which you focus on expands. So if you can create the feeling or if you think of something and it creates an excitement inside of you, that automatically raises your vibration. That automatically, oh, thank you, bossy girl leadership. You are so sweet. And my intention was that you guys felt my heart. So thank you. Um, so what we need to do then, what that does is that raises our frequency, right? And that, and I understand the feelings of unworthiness or undeservingness, but when we can look at that vision board or when we can think about that, which we want to manifest and we conjure those feelings of what it would feel like when we have it, that is then what changes those neurotransmitters in your brain. And then literally, then it gets to become your reality. Mm -hmm. So I literally, I was like, okay, I'm creating my cottage. This is what I want it to look like because I created my husband. I'm not even kidding. Like made to order. It's like you put in your order to the universe. Here you go. I mean, I wanted tall, dark and handsome and he's tall, blonde and blue eye, but he's stunning and gorgeous and absolutely incredible. And my most amazing soulmate, like amazing. I manifested my house, my car, like these things are totally doable for us. Oh, and another thing that I just want to mention, they were talking, Shelly, when you were talking about addiction, um, because I'm always tuned in all the time and I always set the intention to be used for a higher will every day. Um, that's also a hugely prospering prayer. If anybody wants to know that, express gratitude and ask to be of service. But what they were saying about addiction is so many people who have these higher life paths or life paths of more than just um, working and, and growing older and passing away more as we are supposed to affect more of the collective. We do have addiction issues or whatnot because we are more sensitive souls. So it can feel hard to process this lower, denser energy of earth. However, like that is actually a really telling thing. So is being neurodivergent. So people with ADHD or, or autism, like they have these deeper gifts inside of them for mm -hmm. a reason and you're different for a reason. Mm -hmm. So it's like that we had to go through what we had to go through so that we can help other people, of course. Well, and there's uh, where there's light, there's darkness, right? Um, so a counselor, uh, when I was at treatment, explained to me as well that yes, they're bound for greatness and mostly it's like to help others and to share. So um, he feels too that sometimes we're pulled into the darkness because of how much light we could actually shine, right? Oh, so like we're tempted, right? To go in that direction because of how much light we can actually bring to the world and to others. Interesting. So, Interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I will say too, one of the things that I love that you said there, 
Lisa. And I was trying to, because I've talked about our vision boards so many times that I was trying to see if I could quickly, which I obviously I couldn't quickly find the picture because I know roughly when it is, but I'll, I'll figure that out for later. Uh, what I was going to say about, uh, I love what you just said, is there's a lesson in there that a lot of us missed, I think, when it comes to quote unquote manifesting or vision boards or what have you. And I'm working on, which I won't go into much detail, but I'm working on a new book. It's a parable. It's a, like a lesson type thing of a guy uh, teaching another person life lessons that he's learned in the years since. And one of the things that um, he talks about is manifesting. And the guy, the guy, the younger guy, the guy trying to learn said, well, you know, that whole secret thing, how come everybody didn't get what they wanted and blah, blah, blah. And basically, and I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing and just kind of condensing it all. But essentially, he says, maybe they did. Maybe they got what they were supposed to have. They just didn't get what they asked for. And, you know, you talked about your husband, right? Like sometimes we have to be, I think, flexible that yes. you ordered it in this package. It might come in a slightly different package, but that's your benefit. And the example he gave uh, in the story was maybe you got, you didn't get this job. Let's just say as an example, you've been, oh my God, I should work at this company. This company would be great for me. And you don't get that job and you get this other job and that's where you meet the love of your life. So 100%. is it not that the universe basically said, no, I know you said you want this, but I'm going to give you what you need and what you really want. You just don't know it yet. Yes. So I love that. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize what's, what's the terminology people say, I want this or something better. Yes. Uh, this is something better. I wish the secret would have said that this or something better. I wish I could. Oh, the Garth Brooks song on Shelly's talking about unanswered prayers. Awesome. You know, that's oh, yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I've written about that so many times and I've said that so many times, like, oh my gosh, there was like, even like guys are like, oh no, like he's so good on paper. Like, what do you mean? And then it turns out it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you so much for not making that happen. <laughs> right? So it's absolutely yep. incredible. All we it's need to do is follow our soul. That is the key to everything. And, and uh, yeah, it's absolutely amazing what can transpire. Well, and when you talk about money, I have to give a shout out uh, to another bluester, actually, um, Casey uh, Knight, Aurora. Um, she actually did a talk um, just a few months ago in Toronto, and it was about money. And it changed my outlook on money and my feelings towards money, just as she was speaking. And I don't want to give away the whole talk, but... Um, essentially she was just asking like what it would feel like to have $10,000, what it would feel like to have a hundred thousand dollars. What does it feel like to have a million dollars? What does it have feel like to have $10 million? Now what about 50 million and sit in that feeling and, you know, like as she's going up in numbers, like you just kind of like get more and more excited, but the crazy and cool thing about her talk was about how mother earth and you know the universe wants people like us to have more money because we're yes. not going to start the wars we're not going to buy the land and kick people out and buy business we're going to do good things with it and instantly it changed everything it changed mm -hmm. my whole like i'm getting shivers thinking about it but it yeah. just my whole outlook on money because I'm like, yeah, like we are going to do good things if we have more money. And as healers and as helpers, 
Like we feel guilty lots of times taking money and asking for money, but that's just the way the universe flows. Um, but then when she explained it like that, I'm like, yeah, like it, yes. the more money we have, the more we can do to help other people really essentially. Absolutely. Yeah, My guys actually, uh, sorry, Corey, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say my guides actually had me create this one course called Wealth from Soul. And that's what it was about. I kept on getting the downloads of because it is time to get money, lots of money into the hands of good people because we'll do good things with it. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to say too. We'll help the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the or something better part I was talking about as well. One of the things that made me think of like, so Shelly and I did our did brief, previous to the vision boards we have now, we each did a vision board. And it was funny because we had them on bristle boards in the hallway. They were like gaudy looking like they didn't fit. You know, they weren't like a, they definitely weren't designer thing, but they brought a lot of uh, they bought, bought more abundance than than a lot of the designer stuff in the house. I guess I could say. But the interesting part is we did different things on it. Like both of us had uh, have a family on there and we're old parents. So like the odds were already against us and we didn't know if we could conceive. And ultimately we had two healthy children, the, the pretty much the natural way, um, uh, C-section, but still natural way. But I mean, so, and easily like not even that hard and Shelly wore a fertility bracelet and we had our vision boards up. But the interesting part is on my vision board, I had, I think a boy and a girl, we ended up having two boys. I wouldn't change a thing, you know? So like the, the manifesting still happened. It's just that it yes. came a different way. But what it made me yeah. think of as well is we put it up for a house. And I had this picture of this house that we saw that was by the water, uh, you know, where we near where we live. Uh, we went out and looked at it. And I think in a lot of ways, we were trying to force ourselves to think it was the right house because we, there weren't a lot of houses on the market. And also it was by the water and we both love the water and all that kind of stuff. Long story short, our house that we have now that we ended up getting is only five years old, has a warranty on it still, whereas this house was a much older house. Uh, this house was built um, for a person in a wheelchair. So we would have to do a lot of retrofits that would have cost a lot more money. Ultimately, we put up one house, but we got a different one. Does that mean the manifesting didn't work? No, we still got a house and we got the right house for us. Yes. And the perfect one for you. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, like you put in, it's like you put in your order and then you get out of your own way. You surrender the outcome. You're like, okay, this is what I want. I'm doing the work. I'm showing up. I'm being consistent. I'm being persistent. I'm being diligent. I'm looking at this every day. I'm focusing my intentions and I allow myself to receive. Thank you. But I think that's also key is being persistent, showing up, doing the work, being consistent. Yes. Because as Corey, and when he interviewed Lisa Nichols from The Secret, I mean, as she said, you can do the vision board and you can sit there and stare at it. But after a couple of years, all you're going to end up having is like a lumpy couch, right? From yeah, well, sitting on like, it and staring at it. You know, you got to do the work as well. And kind of, you know, they'll maybe even read the books. And think they're doing every re, doing everything by reading the books, but they're not actually making the changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what he's kind of alluding to is I talked about in in one of my books called the Book of Why and How. I talked about uh, say the five steps you have to take to have a fulfilling life, and one of them was I really touched on what the secret covered, and I said the law of attraction is a legit law that does work, but. I believe it works best with the law of action. And I felt that yeah. the speaker, because they were so constrained for time, didn't really 
maybe demonstrate the action part for people that didn't understand it. So what happened was a lot of people went out and said, hey, I did the vision board. I want the motorbike with the ribbon. I walked outside. It's supposed to be sitting there. Where's my where's my bike? But right. they, they didn't understand that there's an action component. And so that's what Shelly's alluding to is I do believe that there's an equal law of action and it'll serve you better if you combine that with the attraction. But if you just like yes. Lisa said, she said, if you make the best vision board in the world and if you stare at it all day, every day for two years, but you never get up off the couch, when you do finally get up, it's just going to be a lump in the couch. You know, and, right. and that's a, what a lot of people do is they kind of just throw it out to the world and say, I did my part, bring it to me. And I do believe that you have to at least let the universe know you're taking, doing your part. And I kind of liken it that um, it's like if you were on a road and you never moved and it's a road that went to a fork and your gift that was coming to you was on the other road and you saw it go by, is, do you have any right then to complain? I never got my gift. Well, you never stood or walked over to the other road there and said, I'm ready for my gift. So, right. And that's, and that's yeah. a lot of what I teach people is how to recognize the signs, how to read energy, how to follow through, what to follow through on, what is real guidance, what is intuition, what am I supposed to be doing as a forward momentum, I teach them how to follow energy rather than going with the push for struggle strive. Um, yeah, so absolutely also they also want to mention the law of assumption like knowing that it's already done because that's also a big thing as well i mean we can get into a whole other talk about that maybe another time but um yeah it's absolutely there has to be action there has to be action there has to be action and that's where it falls flat for so many people so let me ask you a quick question lisa we have a little less than five minutes left we had a little bit extra time with you because you were the first guest and we had a break in between Love it. thank you but, uh, <laughs> But so that we do end up taking the break, we'll, we'll have about five minutes left with Lisa and then we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back with another guest. But Lisa, I wanted to ask you something that just came up for me. And then I want to ask you, of course, the most important question of how can people work with you and learn more? But my last official question, and Shelly, of course, you can ask official question if you want and you have one as well. But my last official question ties into what we were just talking about. And so we've talked about different things. And because you mentioned that you like to teach people how the different ones work, one of the ones that I'm always interested in is synchronicity. So the one way I take action, and I learned this from James Redfield, who wrote the Celestine Prophecy, or basically the book about synchronicity. And he always said in the book and talks in person as well about how you have to act on it to show the universe that you want more of it. So for me, what I did, and Shelly will confirm this, is I have a book that I write down the synchronicities when they happen, because I feel then I'm showing the universe in journaling, hey, I noticed you. Thank you so much. May I have another? You know, I might not be saying that may I have another, but my question is, what are your thoughts around what other things we could do? So for example, and I don't know if there's anything we could do with this, but you see one, one eleven people every day. Oh God, I saw one eleven. but what do we do with that? Like, do we just go, thank you universe? Or is there something, and, I, one, and the numbers might not be the right question. That might be just. No, the, the numbers are perfect. That's perfect. Okay. So let me, let me ask you, what do we do with this stuff? Once we know that uh, some sort of synchronicity has come to us or it's showing itself and saying like the other day, I, uh, I told Shelly about this, but I bought a Tina Turner CD. I'd never, I, I don't even know if I've ever bought a Tina Turner CD, but I bought it at the flea market to, just to listen to it on the way home. And then when I got in the car the next day, Tina Turner's playing on the radio. And I thought Shelly had put the CD in, but no, it's Tina Turner. I can't remember the last time I heard Tina Turner on the radio. And I don't remember the last time I seen a Tina Turner CD, let alone bought one. So my question is, what does that mean? What do we do with that when that stuff happens? 
Okay, amazing. So then we ask the deeper questions. So really you are wanting or your souls, what I'm hearing is wanting to open up more. And I don't know if this makes sense to you, but what your guides are saying is that Tina Turner is in relation to your mother. So there's something about in relation to your mother that wants to come through. What? Tell what? I don't know what. The... Okay. Doesn't your mom love Tina Turner? Or she talks about her legs or there's, she went to a concert. <laughs> Yeah, There's Shelly's something. right. My mother's She's not been to a lot of concerts, but I remember hearing a story about Tina Turner from his mom. Yeah, so my mother right. doesn't go ever to uh, hear, like she doesn't go to hear um, concerts at all. She doesn't. She's not a music person. And she's one of the rare, which is really weird because I'm such a music person, but she's not at all. And she doesn't like music that much. She openly says that. She maybe has three bands she likes. But she went to a Tina Turner concert, one of the only concerts in her life. And she goes on and on about how, oh my God, I've... I went there and I was not, didn't want to go and I was forced to go. And all I could talk about for the next six months was Tina Turner. And oh my God, she was amazing. And my mom would sit here and tell you right now, like that was the best concert she ever went to in her life. And I never could until Shelly said yeah. it about Tina Turner. So then you said right. something like to my mom. Yes. So we just have to look for the deeper meaning. And it's always like the first thing that we think about. So some signs you have to like, that was just like me using my intuition, me tuning in. That's just one of my gifts and which I teach people how to do as well. Um, because everybody has that. And um, also, uh, sorry, I just saw a comment that Shelly wrote. Um, so also, there is like different signs that we have to know. So when people see one, 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 it does mean manifesting, but what it actually means is watch your thoughts because they're manifesting into form. So if you're going into negativity, then those things are going to happen. Or if you're going into scarcity and lack, the worst thing that people can do is worry about money or worry about anything. So you're drawing that, that it, everything is frequency, everything's energy, everything's vibration. And the way that energy works and the way that law of attraction works is you have to align your energy to that which you want so if you are going into worry you're going to attract more things to worry about like attracts like that is it's like a magnet that's how it works so if you see 11 11 watch your thoughts they're manifesting into form same with 222 i've been seeing them everywhere it's like keep the faith and keep going like these are just things that i know because i've memorized and learned over the 15 years that I've been doing this, right? So, but the deeper things, like what you were saying about Tina Turner, then what your guides are prompting you to do is you can be like, okay, well, what is the deeper message in this? Can you tell me more? And it's like, it can be through a thought, it can be through a feeling, but it's like following that trail, following that deeper intuition. And what I'm hearing is that it was all around Mother's Day and blah, 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 and you having appreciation for your mom and like laughing at the synchronicity or seeing like the, the deeper connection because you, Corey, are a huge, and you as well, Shelly, are huge influencers and here to show people the deeper insights, the deeper meanings, how everything is connected and we only see like 1% of what actual reality is right? So it's, it's you coming into more of your gifts, you coming into your soul alignment. That's what that's coming through for. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And it's, I, I, that there's, it's so cool when stuff like that happens in real time. Like the idea of that, I never thought about the mm -hmm. Tina Turner connection. And uh, just to finish that off, because Shelly mentioned that people might be wondering what that was about. And then Lisa, I definitely want to ask you how we can learn more. And we'll call it a to be continued as well, because I feel like we barely scratched the surface. 
But uh, the Tina Turner thing Shelly's talking about is my mom talked about. And this was part of why my mom liked her is because of how hard she worked during that concert. So like my mom was talking about how the sweat was just dripping and she was like going all in. And then my mom kept commenting and their legs, they were so muscular. I think it's because all the work she put in to make this show entertaining for us. And But she went on with her legs for the longest time. And so I, that's what Shelly's talking about. But it's my mom, her reasoning behind it was all to do with the fact that she put in a big, like she put in the work for that audience. Like it wasn't like just somebody that showed up and just went, thanks again. Here's my next song. Like this was in my mom's idea. This was a person that was like working like uh, two full-time jobs to entertain an audience. So right. that's, where, that's where the legs come in. Cause she was just like, I think her representation was look at the size of her legs. Clearly she's, that's how hard she works every night to entertain us. Yeah, that's me. And it's amazing that you're bringing up the hardworking too, because, oh my God, this card popped out of the deck. I'm not even kidding. And I know that you probably have to pop, pop off. My success does not require hard work. It doesn't. It requires using your gifts. So then when you use your gifts and you're happy and it's not hard work and we're moving out of this paradigm of push force, hard work, working myself to the bone into ease, flow, joy, receptivity. Amazing. Well, Lisa, like I said, I want to ask you before we let you run. And here's another nice comment that a Facebook user, number one, I don't, I don't so on, on uh, StreamYard, sometimes it doesn't show the name if the person's not registered on StreamYard. So uh, somebody on Facebook says, thank you, Lisa, so much. Um, oh, and you. I forget there was another one I saw up there. Oh, uh, somebody else. This obviously is a comment to you, Lisa, because somebody said to Michelle Wilson. I'm not yes. sure what Michelle Wilson is. She's a private client of her. Okay. Yes. You always know when to let me know. Oh, so this is Michelle commenting. I thought, yeah. I thought it was Michelle saying, uh, thanks for letting me know about this. So either way, there yeah, you go. So okay. that was a nice comment by Michelle. Uh, so Lisa, I just wanted to ask you, how can we learn more? Like, what's the best way to connect with you? Is there a hub? What does that look like? Yeah, so um, I do actual free readings for people. I do a collective reading every Sunday for the... Um, highest good, greatest interest, most amount of healing. It helps people to navigate the energies and align to their highest path of the week. Whoever watches it, they're meant to. And then after that collective reading, every I do them every Sunday to help navigate the coming week. Then I do personal card pulls for those people who I am drawn to just so they can get like a little taste, right? Because it's kind of magical. Like it's kind of wild. Like it is so amazing. It's just more to life. Um, this work actually like saved my life and that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's a whole other thing, but, um, so they can go on my Facebook page called your soul filled life. That's actually, uh, my private group. That's where they can get the, the free talks, the free readings also on Lisa Stamper, mind, body, spirit. That is my Facebook page, my fan page. But to learn more, you can go to my website, www.lisastamper. So just how my name is spelled. It's like stamp er.com. And then they can find out all of those things on there as well. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.